Thank you for joining us today at Miniature Wargaming Labs. I'm James. I'm Brian. And today we are going to flash back to our first episode of the year where we talked about making a plan for the year. And I say we're going to flash back to that because what we're going to do is like any other good gamers, we've bought more games since we made our plan for the year. <laughs> and we're going to talk about what Just makes us buy, <laughs> buy these new games. <laughs> but... Uh, before we do that, Brian, it's been a while since we you've been on the podcast and you've been busy. What have you been working on? Um, I've been working on a couple things. Uh, we've started our Blood Bowl League, so I'm finishing up my Blood Bowl team and been playing some Blood Bowl, which is always, which is a lot of fun. Which team did you uh, go with again? I went with a classic team. One, you know, everybody's using plastic miniatures that have been released in the last five years and. No, I had to go, I had to break the mold. Uh, so I went with vampires, which are still metal. Um, they did, uh, GW did a release, a special release for them last year or the year before, sometime in the last couple of years. Oh, um, that uh, build. The, yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the pre-order build. Yeah. Yes. So I got one of those and um, because, you know, I have to be different. And so now I'm playing the vampires, which are very interesting team if you've ever played blood bowl well i still uh, i sold you uh my blitz bowl set and I, but i just kept the halflings and i figure since you already ordered you're doing the blood bowl tournaments i'd give you blitz bowl and i'll just drop in on bring my halflings to blood bowl and blitz bowl yeah and see yeah. like i didn't need the halflings because i already have the halflings <laughs> for blitz bowl but after you gave me that i made a realization that since I have the halflings, humans, and dwarves from Blitzbowl, that makes another team. All three of them combined make a team called the Old World Alliance in regular Blood Bowl. So you just gave me a second, uh, sorry, not a second team, a fifth team. <laughs> you know, and that's what we're looking for, synergy. Synergy. <laughs> So you usually don't buy buy a lot of miniatures for games um, because I like if I if I want to buy a miniature I say how many games can I use this in if it's more than two it's it's a good miniature I'll buy it and then I go Blood Bowl and I'm like well I could do one team and just have fun with that one team or I can have five teams and have fun with one team while the other ones sit unfinished and that's what I did. Well, I know. Um, so Blood Bowl, you stuck to the plan. That was the plan that you said back in January that you were going to play Blood Bowl. So you've done that. Have you gotten any yes. games of Raven's Feast in? I have not. No. I'm no I know Alex has. So Alex definitely has. I've been a little more focused on Blood Bowl um, because we actually have a league set up. It's not, um, you know, it's I actually have to get games in. I get, you know, stuff for playing in games. My players get better. Um, so I've been focused on that because there's, you know, we actually have something set up and uh, the commissioner of the, the league is very, very time orientated. Um, so he has a very, it's a very tight schedule of what we have to do. Um, on average, we have to do three games a month. So I have to make sure that I'm there. If I'm fully painted, I get extra bonuses. So, you know, I have to be painted, which, you know, for me is big. Um, 
but no, Raven's Feast, I have stuff built for it, but nothing painted. Well, when you said uh, your commissioner is very time-oriented, of course, I flashed back to the, uh, the opening episode of Deep Space Nine, trying to explain time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is linear time. What do you mean I've got to paint my minis before I play? <laughs> it makes no sense. It makes no sense. <laughs> but uh, now you've also got some games of Necromundan, because I know I dropped off since I have everything. <laughs> I dropped <laughs> it off. <laughs> yeah, me and, uh, me and a couple of my friends have been wanting to get into that. Um, as we're building and painting that, we decided to borrow some of your stuff since all of your stuff is already built and painted um, to, you know, learn the game and get into it with painted miniatures, which is always a lot better than using uh, half built or unpainted miniatures, which is what we usually play with. Yeah, I think, well, I gave you the, um, back in 2017 when the game first launched, there's a guy in Thingiverse made like uh, 3D printable walls. Um, that you could put on the tiles and play because you you don't need the sector mechanics stuff you have what's that terrain you have that mdf terrain you were using uh, oh yes uh not terrain crate you had to put me on the spot for this one um tinker turf that was it the tinker turf set there that looked uh solid like it fit the theme for what you were going for so uh, oh, yeah. you're, you're playing on a two by two board, right? We were playing on two, two by two board. And we found that that terrain is perfect for Necromunda, Stargrave, um, whole bunch of like anything sci-fi or like industrial, even like Zona Alpha, it could be perfect for that. Uh, Infinity. Um, it fit the it fit the bill for a lot of different games. All right, cool. Now, because um, I've I've actually been uh, really bogged down. So years ago, Shadow War Armageddon came out. Had a lot of really cool terrain in the box set. So I'm finally getting around to painting it. <laughs> About uh, that came out in 2016. So I'm finally painting it up, and I'm painting it in the style of Necromunda. So I've been painting my um, corpse grinders and I've moved on to doing some of the um, heretical outlaw cults. So um, this is the set that came out in Blackstone Fortress. They had those new abyssal cultists come out there. I just re I based them in Necromunda bases and said, well, you'll be a, a heretic gang. I just need some like mutant creature there, but it's taken a lot of time because um, of all the washes and enamels and oils and tinctures that I need to put onto the base. <laughs> so, but it's uh, got cracked paint. Use like some of that basing material, like the um, oh, okay. Mars, the Mars crack base that you use for like custodes. I put that on the walls <laughs> of like the ferritonic furnaces and everything. So that's yeah, of course you got to make it look cool, right? Well, yeah, I got to match, make it match the base, but that's that's time because painting all the little dials going in there and like <laughs> giving all the dials white faces on there. So yes. I might I might not do the buttons. There's a lot of buttons when you actually look really close up there. But <laughs> uh, but I was able to on one of my trips. Um, so you got I did the uh, Russian faction for silver bayonet. You took that, and yes. I was going to paint up the British faction, but 
when I got to like the hotel room, started painting, said, well, let me just paint this French um, horse guard guys. He's got like the shiny breastplate and the shiny uh, helmet and everything. It's a really cool miniature. Like, well, I'll just paint him. And so I finished the French, except I forgot one French model to bring with me. So like I've got a hundred points, but so the one that's called the Vivandier, and if that's the um, cook. Now, I will note that when I was doing like the YouTube review, I had like the names um, and I was just going through them. Um, there's a little back and forth with myself while I was filming because there's a model of a guy with an apron carrying an ax and holding a bag. And I thought, well, he's got an apron, an ax and a bag. He's, he must be the Von Dier. He's the cook. He's the cookie. He's dressed yeah. like the old Western version of the cook. And then there's a lady holding like a pistol and like a couple satchels. And it's like, well, she's got to be the explosives person. So she must have come out of the revolution, learned some explosive stuff when they're tearing down the kingdom. Yeah, okay. Then I looked at the back that, oh, no, she's the cook. And uh, <laughs> apparently their sappers wore giant chef's aprons out there. Okay. Protection I'll go with it. Fire. <laughs> yeah. You know what? When they're, I guess that's like their version of body armor. Like, let me mix up this uh, gunpowder. This thin apron will protect me it's a blacksmith's apron not a cook's apron you know good point good point <laughs> everyone needed aprons back then yeah of course <laughs> but there was something else you were working on and that's going to lead us into our main topic here of starting new games what did you pick up from it was adepticon right it was adepticon um i saw and i follow Ash Barker, which I think a lot of people do um, from Gorilla Miniatures. Um, and right before Decticon, he announced that he has a new game. And I'm always interested in new games, especially when they're from, you know, big names like Nick Evans or Ash Barker or Joseph McCullo. Um, those are some of the big names that I see. They're putting on a new game. I'm instantly intrigued. Well, he, he announces that it's another mech game. Well, his last game was a mech game. So I had to I figure out what, what differentiates them. Why, why should I get this one when I already have one of your other mech games? So my biggest question was, what is the scale? Because if I could use the ones from Gamma Wolves, why wouldn't I just play Gamma Wolves? So obviously he thought of that. It's not the same size as Gamma, Gamma Wolves, even though you can scale it down. It's a completely different scale. Um, he wanted to do the same scale as Battletech, which... Well, we looked that up because it says on there, this scale is six millimeters to 10 millimeters. And I remember you never heard of Cav, the game. No, by I Reaper. Not. So Battletech is six millimeter and Cav is 10 millimeters. So basically what he said is like, there's these two older games. I'm in the same scale of either one of them. <laughs> Which is perfect because yeah, uh, if you've ever been to Etten Games in Albuquerque, we have an abundance of Battletech miniatures, um, which means I have an abundance of Battletech miniatures. So I said, hey, there's a game. Uh, I'm going to pick it up because I already have the miniatures for it. So what do I do? I go and buy new miniatures for it because I need new miniatures. So at Adepticon, he had a two-player release box with a uh, heavy mech, a medium mech, and a light mech for two sides. So it was six, uh, six miniatures total. Um, 
I sent my secret shopper over there to pick one up. <laughs> um, he said that there was ultra heavy mechs there. So I was like, well, pick one of, one of each of them up too. So now I have an ult- two ultra heavies and heavy medium and two lights. So I have enough for, for uh, a 300 ton game between two, two people. Um, it's a great game. Uh, we, me and my friend were able to play it a couple times last weekend. And our first game, after learn- reading the rules, um, Ash said that he will be releasing a new book for it um, because the one that is released now, um, which you buy on uh, Drive Through RPG, is a rush job for Adepticon, which is still a good rule book. Um, there are some errors in it, um, but they will be fixed uh, when the actual physical release is done. Um, but all in all, we played a game in about an hour. The first game was about an hour. Um, 40 minutes of that was learning the rules, reading the rules, and, you know, rereading the rules, because some of it was a little confusing here, and it was confusing me, which isn't hard. Um, so we played about a 20-minute round of 100, uh, 100 tons, and it's a lot of fun. And so we played a couple other games, and yeah, we played for about two and a half hours and we played three games okay so what, 45 minutes a game yeah on average so that's so i've been uh using my BattleTech miniatures for that um i have a ton of them uh so mixing those with the new ones from death ray designs because that's who he paired with to make this game so they have uh mechs that can you just plug and play so it's like okay i want this arm and these two weapons and this body okay so i have a light mech i put a fist on it and i put rocket pods on it and i put a large laser well i mean that was completely the idea of in battletech the omni mech the modular mech that you just swap out pieces on it but this yeah. game actually achieved that in the model form of like because you were going to magnetize so like um so explain like in the box all the bits that you get in that steel wrist. So you get enough to build two heavy mechs, two medium mechs, and two light mechs with an extra pair of legs. Um you have legs, you have tops, um and they go together. That's a ball joint, so you can position them however you want. You have a little leeway in how they're made. Um, some of the legs come in two parts. Um, but then you have, I think it was 10 different arm choices, um, including four separate close combat arm options. And on the arms, you have weapon options so you could put in you know wrist mounted weapons uh arm mounted weapons you can put you know different types if you want rocket pods if you wanted lasers if you wanted howitzers uh just would came with tons of options and then you had the weapon options which i think there was over 40 different bits for weapons um opening the box was a uh just you know, this is what you want from a miniature game is you want to be able to build your miniatures however you want. And so what they gave you is just here's some bodies 
and here's some arms that you can do whatever you want with and here's tons of extra bits that you'll never use but you know have at it you could do you could do whatever you want here's all the weapons options here's the list of all the weapons options do what you need to do well now you're going to magnetize them from what I that, is, that is that is the dream um it is it is definitely a a job and a half to magnetize everything but being able to you know go to a table and open up the box and have pre-made like sheets and be like okay this is this loadout this loadout this loadout and then you just you know click and play it's like okay well i have the large one you know click it together put in the weapons click them together and boom you're ready to go well you know i i was intrigued by the idea when you told me about it but the problem was for me i wanted the physical rule book so on a two-person starter set, I want the rule book in the box. Um, so going back to how much I spent on this new game, it was $70 for the core box. And then it was uh, $20 for each of the ultra heavy mechs. So altogether, I paid $110 for the game. And I got it back about a week later. And I opened it up. There was no rule book. A little disappointing, um, but there's no physical rule book there uh, yet. So it had a scan thing. I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's just a code and I get a free PDF because I bought the box. And scan the PDF, it just takes you to, hey, buy this now. So there is no option to get the book with the box yet. I'm, I'm guessing that they will in the future. Um, so that was an extra $10 for the PDF, bringing the total for the game that I spent is 120 Was it worth it? 100%, because I got a lot of options for my mechs um, and the rulebook, which I will be buying again once it's the physical form. Um, but, you know, it's Death Ray Designs. I love Death Ray Designs. They're, uh, terrain is, I, I have a couple of their terrain boxes um they were big in the infinity terrain for a long time and ash barker just makes really good games and you know he's one of the biggest proponents of miniature gaming right now so we need him and to support him is you know i'll throw down money for ash well i know when gamma wolves came back came out so that was his osprey games published one I know at, at least at the store, and I mentioned this to like the Mech Bay guys, it's like, well, we have Battletech managers, we'll just play Gamma Wolves. But you can tell like Ash's idea was infinity tags. Just get a yes. bunch of infinity tags, which is expensive. But if you already got Battletech, well, these will be our Gamma Wolves. And it's almost like this game is like, wait, wait, don't use those Battletech minis for that. Use them for this. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. uh Ash wants you to make your mechs for Gamma Wolves. He wants you to, you know, make those big 28 millimeter scale mechs. Um, he wants them to be big and beefy and cool. And he wants you to put your all into kit bashing them. There, there's no scale easy. on this book. This book doesn't say 28 <laughs> that's millimeter. That's fair, <laughs> but you know what scale it is. <laughs> um, but you're right. He there was a lot of people that were just like, well, let's just take these minute mechs because they're already there. They're already mechs. And I'm sure he's like, no, here's this for that scale. 
because I want you to play Gamma Wolves as Gamma Wolves was meant to be. Well, I talked about just go, um, you got the rule book for like building your own mechs. And it's just like, well, I'll stat these out as experimental battle mechs. Um, yeah. When you, when you convert like the actual death rate design versions over, and you know, honestly, you're right. They give you way more weapon option bits than you could ever, even if you magnetized them all, probably spend more yeah. on magnets. Like, <laughs> oh, it's going to be at least another $75, $80 of magnets. Yeah, that's, um, I think I'm just waiting for the book to come out. So I'm not an early adopter on that one, but you were. But what was just because Ash's name? So last time we did our January um, episode, we were talking about like Silver Bayonet and Joseph McCullough. Like his name can move paper. So it just seems like Ash Barker is one of those names that like you could go out on a lark as an early adopter like ash barker steel riffs okay let's go i know he at least put like a playthrough like up on his channel yes. i mean that's the thing is if ash barker put something out he's going to announce it and the very next day he's going to put out a let's play meaning i could before i even buy it i know that there'll be a video of it that i'll learn how to play it I'll know exactly what to do. And if Ash Barker's playing it, you could guarantee that there's going to be a lot of people playing it because a lot of people follow his channel. There's a lot of people that, you know, follow him and play a lot of the games that he does because he is, he's a big name in the industry and he just, he knows what he's doing. All right. Now let's talk about, you've decided to adopt a new game. You know, we're 33% into the year. You've stuck a little bit with your plan. Did you, wait, your plan was to get some AOS games in. Have you done that? I got a couple, yep. Oh, okay. I haven't thought about <laughs> AOS since then, but, you know, I got a couple games in in January. Um, and then I kind of dropped it for Blood Bowl and Necromunda. Um, but well, I even got a 40K game in. Oh, were you playing your Orcs? Uh, that's all I have. <laughs> well, how about Kill Team 2.0? Because you didn't list that as a game, but I noticed we spent a lot of time in January talking about 2.0. And I noticed that the store has actually found a 2.0 champion. Um, I've seen this Facebook. Yeah, so I was actually surprised to see, like, but they're offering games, like, at 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. There would be someone here, like, every Saturday to play 2.0. Yeah, kill team. I was like, you know what? That is commitment. That is that is one person. That is a lot of commitment there to drop that kind of time. Yeah, I mean, so he's usually here between two and six playing games. I opened it to ten just in case anybody wanted to come in earlier. Um, he him and his group was already playing in Saturdays, so the store decided to capitalize on that and push their thing further. Um, because, I mean, they weren't announcing it. They wanted more people to come in and play. So if the store announces that, hey, there's people that are here on Saturday playing this game, more and more people are going to come. And so he did a learn to play last Saturday. And I think we had seven people come in to learn to play. And did you pick up on that? Because I know you have some of the 2.0 stuff. Oh, I was we... working that day. So oh, okay. No. So, you, yeah, it's not an option. I I didn't make it down for that one. Uh, 
but now we're planning uh, a tournament next month. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. He, he's really like, he's really pushing for events and uh, sometime in the past uh, month or so games workshop announced that there's good. They're going to be doing uh, kill team organized play again. So once that's up and back going, we'll be doing organized play events and everything. So. Yeah. Cause we did that. I, I still wear, yeah, I still have my, um, my little medallions I keep on my lanyard for my uh, gold, silver, and bronze towel, mainly because <laughs> no one else was playing them in Kill Team. So eventually you collect them all. You. <laughs> well, no, Todd. Todd had towel. Yes. But then also how they just did it was weird. It's like whoever won week one got the bronze, and whoever won week two got the silver, and whoever won week three got the gold. It was, it was, it was odd how they structured it. Yeah. He's like, you know this these aren't 50 person tournaments okay <laughs> it's not like there's 50 no, of us. there's like a so everyone gets a medal yeah, yeah pretty much <laughs> all right, yeah, do I, you have see... all the, I have all the orc ones so <laughs> do you see yourself becoming a champion for steel rifts in the store so you've adopted a new game you've added it on to what your plan was um do you I mean, see I'm yourself a being the champion for every game that i play every... yes really. yeah and Unless you have both sides. Game. That is one thing I won't become a champion of is Games Workshop games. Because there's enough of them and everybody plays them. I will play them. And I guarantee you that there's enough people that if I play one of their games, I could always get a game in Games Workshop. But all the little games, I will definitely be the champion of. All right. So is Steel Rifts, you're going to be a champion of that one? Yep. I'm looking into getting a game board because it's a three by three and it's a different scale. Luckily, we already have uh, uh, Mech Warrior terrain, so that's that's fine. I don't need any more of that. So I think we're good on that. It's not hex based, so I don't have to worry about hex maps, which is nice. Doesn't the store have a bunch of three by threes, like the mats already? No, we do not. You got the four by four and the six by fours. Um, I'm not sure what size they are. Yeah, well, I got definitely do have a lot of six by fours and a lot of the the kill team size, and we have some four by fours for infinity. We don't have any. The three by threes that we have are space. Oh, for yeah, the which is good because yeah. I've also been working on uh, a billion suns. Yeah, that one we never really got around to. Like bottles. I'm and also a big fan of Mike Hutchinson, so. No, I haven't had him on. I we should. That him. would be yeah. a good one. Yeah. Both Gaslands and Billion Suns are right up there with really good games. So. How how to make games where people buy garbage, like cheap <laughs> garbage from like yes. a grocery store and play games with them? <laughs> Mike is this a deep down like you were poor as a child and like all you had was. <laughs> garbage to play with look i made a i made a space fleet out of garbage play my game (laughs) of course you know i go the opposite way i buy pre-made miniatures for space games and uh well so i found these found these ones that were from starfinder the perfect size perfect 
you know, and like there was enough different ones that I made an entire fleet out of them. I was like, all right, cool. That's, that's one fleet done. Now I need two fleets so that if anybody wants to play, you know, they can learn. And in our last flea market, this guy had a box of Starfleet command miniatures, a game from, I think, early 90s. And it was metal uh, Starfleet uh, fleet ships. So straight up Star Trek, Starfleet. Yep. Yep. So, you know, that's exactly what you were looking for, wasn't it? (laughs) It was. So now I have like the Enterprise and the Defiant. And so I'm just like, all right. So I'm going to do, you know, we're going to have, we're going to have Star Trek ships and we're going to have Starfinder ships. And boom, I'm done. I'm not making anything out of trash. I'm going against the creator's will, but I'm doing what I want to (laughs) do. Wait, no, that was one of my big complaints about uh, Star Trek Attack Wing. Remember when that game came out? They took X-Wing. They took X-Wing rules and they made a Star Trek game. So they broke off. They should have taken Armada rules and made a game out of it because they had like uh, Romulan Birds of Prey like in the same art classes, like a galaxy class. Uh, Yeah, what is that? Nowhere nowhere the same size. Yeah, Defiant class galaxy class are two different base sizes that's yeah. just common sense right there <laughs> yeah they, you're, you're completely right they should it should have been armada style where you have like all the ship sizes and they vary and they move differently in the dial yes because like i know that ended up on a lot of clearance shelves at stores because no one was buying that for just that reason it was wrong it was like somebody came in and asking for it the other day and i was very confused because that did you laugh not- at him and when you were done laughing, you get out of my store. Internally. <laughs> you were laughing at on the inside. <laughs> because they took those rules and actually added it to D&D and it had like a dragon attack wing. Yeah. And that didn't last long at all. That, neither, neither of those games lasted long. You know the sad part about that? There was a dragon magazine from, when was it? Like 92, 93, where they, what they did is they took models. And so these are like the Raoul Partha models. And like um, they, in the magazine, they just had rules for if you wanted to do three-dimensional dragon jousting fights, like if you wanted to do dragon lance. And like, then they built like a whole game with custom miniatures on it and fall apart. You know what? It's a magazine article. Sorry, not, not that many people are interested in that. Not going to build a game around it. Just you know what? It had been a better zine. Yes. But, I'm pretty uh, sure it's out there somewhere as a zine. Well, so we talked about, McCall, did you get any games of Frostgrave and Stargrave in? So when we played Steel Rift, it was between Steel Rift and Stargrave. Um, I have my team made for Stargrave and everything. Um, going back to Starfinder, there's some really good Starfinder miniatures out there for, uh, for Stargrave. Um, but no, we haven't gotten any of that, but I have stuff made for it. You know, I think that's the problem with like, um, cause I think right now there's four of us. We could probably grow to five. If we get that guy from Corrales to join in, the problem is aligning the work schedules. That's, that's been the real problem because, um, some of those time slots are already promised out to other games. 
So yeah. it's like um, we all have like one time slot that we can all play. And then, uh, <laughs> but yeah, 12 games, you're trying to jam into that one time slot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we you know, we were going to have a, we were going to like play Still Rift and then uh, play Stargrave. But we were having so much fun with Still Rift that we just like, you know, just kept going with it just to learn, you know, what if we did this? What if we added this? And what other these, you know, we wanted to learn all the rules. Yeah, uh, but I'll, I'll make my confession. So I bought I bought into a new game, um, Warlord uh, Epic Black Powder. So they're a Napoleonic mm -hmm. game in the 13.5 millimeter scale. Uh, <laughs> So I talked to like the North American rep, John, about this one of the previous episodes, but I've been looking at Napoleonics, but I did not want to do it in 28 millimeter just because of the size. Well, yeah, the number of models you need and everything, it's just, it's got to be at a smaller scale. And I know I've listened to some other podcasts of where people are like, how come like there's black powder, 28 millimeter, like second edition Warlord puts out. How can like, and not many people really like the game wasn't like their biggest bestseller but all of a sudden they say you know what not 28 millimeter 13.5 millimeter and people literally throw cash and they're like astonished by this while well, can this be it's like maybe i don't want to buy 528 millimeter guys to like but i mean the 13.5 like the box they come in once you actually assemble them so on my trip i assembled my french army and it's like it actually takes up less space when you assemble them so it's like the starter box is like the size commitment. So when it goes into my shelf, that is it. I can play Napoleonics and it fits in like a 12 by 12 by six box. And like, that's it. I, I can have a thousand guys and they all fit in this tiny little box. Inside. Which is perfect. That's exactly, yeah. you know, I, I've been seeing, uh, I can't remember what game maker it is, but they just make cards and it's just like a bunch of dots on it. And I think it's like three millimeter scale war games. Oh, yeah. Uh, to the straw. Well, yeah, there's a couple. There's a guy in. Well, I almost swore there. <laughs> trying to remember his name because he's on like the war game soldier and strategy. But like he's a big six mil, three mil proponent. And like he pushes that. And like they're like bumps of lead. Yeah. Like, yeah, card. that's it. Like you just you just buy these like kits and it's just an MDF board. And you punch out the cards with the different units on it. And then, boom, there's your army. It's done. And you just put down the different, like, you have the, you have your forward units, you have your ranged units, and you have your cavalry. And it's all in, like, little, like, index card size uh, MDF pieces. And I'm like, that's that sounds like a war game for me because, you know, that's how I want to play historicals. Because then I just stack it in a little, like, deck box. And, boom, there's my, like, two armies take it take it to a game store we set it up on a a two by two and boom we're playing napoleonics well you know you could do that with uh uh was it the uh ice and fire simon games has that oh song of ice and fire song, song and ice and fire since that's flat pack terrain you also do black powder red earth where they have flat pack terrain where the terrain is just like a little card cut out it's like and what do I need the model for? I don't have to establish line of sight. You've already predetermined the rules by tracing over these flat 
terrain pieces. I can take pieces of paper and cut them out and just like rip off pieces of paper. <laughs> like, yeah, that guy's dead. <laughs> Tell me that now after I bought like an entire army for Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can do that. Honestly, you can do that with any game. I mean, Affinity um, and now Bat Batman Miniatures game got away with it, but Infinity has it. Now Star Wars Lean Legion has it, where they take like the little um, cylinder, and that's like, because I I have Infinity Code one, and I was reading the books, and it's like, well, if you want to establish line of sight, just replace the mill, the miniature, and like put the cylinder in there. Couldn't I just buy a ton of cylinders and like I'll just say it's a, it's like the old '80s like low bit like six bit. 8-bit games, 16-bit games. It's like it's it's a model. It's just got a low resolution on there. It's a little yes. cylinder moving around. <laughs> you have the salt and pepper shakers. I'm like when you're out. Yeah, of that's all you need. <laughs> you, know, you get a dowel rod, and you just you know cut it up into you know 25 millimeters. Just set them up. Uh, that's but you know something I noticed um, getting back to Warlord Epic is that when they first launched it, data. They had a French starter army and like a British starter army. And everyone was like, well, where's the Prussians? They, sh- they show up later. Now, if you pre-ordered, there was like this big discount that you got for pre-ordering. And the idea is like, well, more armies are on the way. I noticed to get that pre-ordered discount from Warlord now for the Prussians, you've got, and the limited minis, that's not like the $120 box. You're not... That's not a discount. You're not getting limited. You got to spend like the $320 range of like the terrain to get the limited minis and the discount. And it's like, I don't know if I can be sucker played into expanding. I might, I haven't even put together all my British. I might just have to wait for you guys to have your Thanksgiving day, Black Friday sale before I pick up this one. It's not like I'm playing with anyone. Uh, Well, since the January one, I mentioned that the store on the East Coast that plays the historicals um, was closed. Uh, they're reopening at an oh, even really? better location next to my hotel where I normally stay. I can actually walk there now with my armies oh, when they I finally that. open up. Better. Oh yeah, because uh, yeah, parking where I stay, there's free parking spots, like twelve of them. So I like to show up there, park my car, and never move. <laughs> Because it's going to be around 10 o'clock midnight before I can get that free parking back. Oh, yeah. The, re- the rest of it's metered or garage. So it's like, <laughs> I don't want to give up my parking spot. <laughs> it's not worth it. No. <laughs> so I don't have to get like one of those little uh, rental scooters. <laughs> they have like dropped on the sidewalk and like try to carry my armies, like in my battle <laughs> foam bag, <laughs> like scooter my way. <laughs> it's always Uber. <laughs> But so I used to drive Uber. So I have a, we've discussed that. We have. Uh, yeah, yeah. I won't explain that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so looking at those new games, so I've told you like, uh, that was all comprehensive. I bought both sides. Would I be a champion of here in Albuquerque? I don't know if it'd be worth my time. That might be a game that I take to a different store far, far away and play there because i'm sure the guys out there are playing it steel rifts i think i'm going to be a late adopter just because for me to pick it up you know i didn't realize that i want the physical rule book i want a physical rule book and a two-player starter set i found that 
you know, enough Kickstarters because I uh, backed um, that cyber, cyberpunk game Fragging Unicorns did and Kill Wager and um, Black Powder Red Earth is like, I want the starter set. Nothing more, nothing less. The two-person starter set with the rule book. And that's like my line. I mean, that's the way to do it. I mean, I, I'm really bad with PDFs. I mean, I have PDFs for 500 games, and I, ha- I haven't looked at a single one. I, I just bought one that went on sale on uh, War Games Vault, and I was like, thinking about it after I, it was on sale, like 10 bucks, we'll sell them for five. And it was a Napoleonic skirmish. And we talked about this in January. Like, well, I've already got the models for uh, Silver Bayonet, and that's like the next step. And, you know, I don't have to do the shipping and handling. I don't need the tokens from Two Fat Lardies to play their sharps practice. This is five bucks. Then I bought it and it's like, did I already buy this rule book? I don't remember. Because <laughs> I look at my, because Wargames Vault will save your queue for what you've yes. bought. And it's like, that is, that is helpful. I don't think I did, but I had to question it. Because <laughs> I have a lot of games in there. It's like, I forgot I bought this. <laughs> Oh, from the from the myriad of Kickstarters that I've done, I have, you know, I get a PDF with every physical copy that I get. So there's just, I think, and I've and like, I don't check that. So there was one point last month where I was going through trying to like, you know, clear my, you know, clear my inbox and do everything. So going through it, I had 85 downloads pending download so all i had to do is redeem the code and then i get the free the free pdf and some of them were sitting there so long that the code expired and so i'm like oh no i'm out this pdf that i have the physical copy for and i just i didn't care so you know i agree um pdfs are good and there are people that can take advantage of them I am not one of them. I like physical copies. And if I can't get in a physical copy, then, well, you know, it's probably just going to be forgotten about. Well, you no, know, I have the Billy bookcase in my, um, the room that I uh, use for the studio. And, you know, as a physical copy, I can actually, and it's by the door. So when I walk out, I can actually look at all my rule books. So I never forget what I have. Whereas the PDF ones, they're saved on a hard drive and it's like, Oh, I forgot. I bought that rank and flank game that came out in 2008 and downloaded. I, I spent two bucks on it and I've completely forgot about that, but I never forget about um, forgotten world, infinity code one um, bolt action. Cause I walk out and I look at those rule books every day. They go by and I was like, I should do something about that. (laughs) <laughs> but at least the tickler... I forgot about that game yeah well I think that's a long time uh, I leave models out on my desk and my wife doesn't understand why I do this because I have places where I could put them away and they wouldn't look like such a mess it's like I'm worried though if I put them away then it comes to like what do I work on next and like when they're not in front of me because I, I got doors to hide the fact that I've got a huge collection of plastic miniatures and metal and resin. Like I'll forget. Yes. And when I was like, what's the I next the project? Thing. You know, I have, I have, you know, lines of miniatures out. It's just like, well, these are the ones that I want to get to soon ish. 
and then I, you know, have the ones that are, you know, locked up in, you know, bins and that, you know, I'll get to those eventually. Well, you know, speaking back to the plan, I think a lot of that is, you know, clearing out the miniatures, even getting those ready to go. Um, so at least I used the trip. I've got your Russian faction painted and the French faction painted for Silver Bayonet. I just want to do some of the terrain. I want some of the terrain to be painted before we play that one. Uh, at least get some demo games in for the channel. But the Necromunda stuff, that's why I'm painting that terrain. And it's like, I've got a lot of Necromunda. You think I've got a lot of Necromunda terrain painted. I have a lot unpainted. And so I like, I pulled it all out. Like just went through all my miniatures. Like anything Necromunda, I pulled out. I set on the table. And it's like, going to get this painted. And it'll stay out until it is painted. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, that's the way to do it. Yeah, that's, um, but let's talk about what we're looking forward to. And I'm excited about this. And um, Necromunda Ash Wastes. Did not, did not see that one coming. I thought they might do some upheivers, some spires or something. I did not see them going into the wastelands. I think it's a perfect move. It's going to be super cool. We're going to get buggies. We're going to get you know, bugs, um, like buggies and bugs, you know? Yeah. And then that, that land train, that is such a cool miniature. So I, I wanted to, that was the reason I had this episode here is we knew back in January, that there's going to be something for Necromunda. There's always at least one box. There's a couple big boxes, one with like the rules. There's a second box that's just like extra terrain like a value pack of terrain, which I bought. Um, but I did not realize it was going to be as expansive as Ash Waste. So when I started like um, looking around, I saw like Archon Studios did uh, a He-Man board game. Now they make it in Poland. Poland will not ship to the United States because I guess they have some exclusivity deal where they're only marketed EU. You've got to go to like um, some cutout in the UK. They've got some copies there of the Masters of the Universe 28 millimeter game. And I can have those shipped here. And then like there's the Prussian armor star starting army box for Warlord Epic. And I look at those like, oh, those would be so cool. I'd like to get those. But I don't know how much the Necromunda box is going to come. And that's going to be an Ash Waste. It's going to have terrain. It's going to have two new factions. Those factions are going to be riding vehicles. And then they announced the land trains. And when you read like the Warhammer community article, oh, land trains can be anywhere from two to four cabooses, like on the sections of like the Mutorum containers. So you can have all these different versions of trick downs. Like, oh my God, am I going to need a land train like per gang? Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know what? That now you're talking real money. So all these other projects need to go. We're not going to buy those now. Now I know once this episode airs, Knight's Model will have the new Batman starter box based on the Batman movie. Um, so I want that. It's like, okay, I'll get that. But everything else is on hold until I know how much that Necromunda set is coming out. Um, and how customizable it is really need to yeah. see that because i mean it that... looks customizable but it needs to be like needs to be a nine out of ten for me to get more than two. Oh, 
So I'm going to get, because we talked about that, like me getting a uh, Ash Waste box and like you splitting an Ash Waste box with me. Because I, I just love the terrain. Because I think the terrain would work in the Underhive. Well, I think it works in the Ash Waste and the Underhive. I actually sold the Kill Team uh, Octarius terrain mm-hmm. kind of by accident because I had read about the Ash Waste before and I was trying to make like an Ash Waste game because it's like GW will never make games set in the Ash Wastes. And it's like, nope, we are. We have official terrain. <laughs> like, well, I don't need the I don't need a pony terrain into this format. I can I can just go buy it with money. <laughs> I don't need to use creativity. GW I have money. Take your money. <laughs> See, they, they they saw they saw that you were doing that. They're like, no, we can't. Mm-mm. No, it seems like you're going to be spending money on not our stuff. We need <laughs> well, no, our money. stuff, but for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, you know, that's because before, like, their Warhammer community, they talked about, like, the space graveyard that has, like, these flora and fauna that grow in there. And every once in a while, they got to, like, kill these creatures and people raid the ships. And I thought that would be cool. It's like they went for the Orlocks running their supply caverns for the merchant guild in between the hives. Like, okay. They got cool little bugs that will crawl around and, like, um oh man what was in star wars the um the guys the stormtroopers shot they were the ones that lived on the desert world captured luke and the, like the droids and all that uh what were those oh, little rovers or the, the not the jawa yeah the the sand people was that they're the ones that i had, I had the big staff and like did that car yeah, tuscan raiders <laughs> yeah honestly the ash the wasters out there they look like them yeah if they were writing bugs so it's like <laughs> <laughs> gotta protect everything from the sand yeah. and sun <laughs> like all the radiation in the background so um that is one right now it's pretty much stopped my buying because i don't know how much because i know how much the starter sets have been going for um so oh, I'm, I'm guessing like 320 for the starter set for the ash waste no, for the, for everything, for everything. So for the Ash Waste box, I'm bet I'm betting two sixty for everything. And I've got to imagine that land trees got to at least be a hundred. Yeah, if they give you all four vehicles, like all four which, connectors in there, which I'm imagining it'll actually, yeah. So that's once I saw that, it's like oh, that's gonna hurt. Like emergency stop and all future buying right there but what are what are you excited about looking for coming up here there's a couple things um i'm obviously excited for um second edition of nick evans planet 28 I mean, I know there's not a lot that's changed about it. Um, it's more, you know, taking all of this books and putting it into one. Um, but it's still really good. Well, I, when talking to him, it's like um, he had so many rules spread over different sections. Yes. And since I borrowed the rule books from you and I didn't follow the Patreon, I didn't know he had a squad-based game. I had to pretend yeah. like I did doing the interview. Secret right there. I... <laughs> 
did not know everything he made for Planet 28 because I didn't need it. I had the books that I needed for like the little games I needed. I didn't need anything else. But he's like, oh, I'm going to pour this all into one book. It's like, well, it's a, it's a physical. You're not on his Patreon. You're not on no. his book. You're not like following him like I am. <laughs> well, you know, the pay. So with pay, I haven't backed any Patreons yet. And I should do it for Black Powder Red Earth. And um, they're coming out with models pretty soon. So that's something else that I'll probably be picking up. But, and I like them, I like the game, but still there's something about subscription services. I like do it for Netflix, do it for Disney plus, um, do it for like magazines, subscriptions, but computer subscriptions, maybe I'm too old. So uh, I do, I do a couple of Patreons. But I, I also I also get where you're coming from. It's like I, I need to do it because there's some content that's just trapped in the Patreons. Yes. Um it's not needed, but it's extra. Yeah. But still it's the idea that like auto billing the cart, like if it was sold individually, I'd probably buy it individually and end up paying more than just if I got the subscription. But there's still that issue of like and also, since it's in there, it's like, well, I'll get to it later. Like six months later, I still haven't. <laughs> yeah. But there's also there's other benefits to being in the Patreon. You get to learn when, you know, Kickstarters are coming up or when new games are coming out and um, different cool things that, you know, he's doing and like where he gets his miniatures from and like where he gets his ideas from. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of other ad- added benefits to doing Patreon. Paid stalking? Is that what you're telling me? It's like, yes. Hey, hey, Brian, if you give me money, I'll let you into my personal life. <laughs> so every, mean, yes. <laughs> it's, it's every stalker's dream, right? Like, <laughs> oh, share your life with me. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we do it on Facebook anyways. Yeah, it was like, you know who tells me it. when new Kickstarters come out? Kickstarter. They send me emails. <laughs> Make people pay for that. Make it, you know, extra content. You know, if, if you're already putting stuff out there, make people pay for it. Oh, the, yeah, that's... Um, so in New Jersey, there's actually like this data center where the New York Stock Exchange keeps all the price aggregations and they broadcast out. So in the highway across from there, there's like these antennas in the median and those antennas belong to like Goldman Sachs, and everyone because they want that data 13 microseconds faster than anyone else and like that's kind of like patreon's like yeah sure i could get the email or i can wait 30 minutes and facebook or kickstarter would tell me it's like <laughs> i know 30 minutes ahead of you you're right yeah <laughs> you I mean, why wait when you get it a day ahead <laughs> all right is there anything else looking forward to i'm trying to think um Ashways, uh, of course. Um, there's not, honestly, a lot as of right now. I mean, we're only one quarter in. Um, usually, it's about quarter three, fours when like the super exciting stuff usually starts happening for, for Christmas. Yeah, for Christmas. So um, you know, I'm holding back. I have no Kickstarters happening right now, which is huge. Well, I've passed um, on a lot of the ones I'm in that I would be interested in. Um, yeah, there's nothing that's grabbing me. 
and saying, cause I don't need any more STL files. I'm not printing out the ones I have. They're kind of like zines for yeah. you, like the downloadable zines. It's like, <laughs> yep. I haven't, I haven't printed any of these out. Yeah. Other than that, I'm, you know, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for the announcements in uh, quarter two for quarter three and quarter four, because those, those are when, that's when it starts popping. Well, that's, um, I think a lot of these like Ash Waste, I'm waiting and like stop buying because I don't know when it's coming out. I have to wonder if when they start doing the, the assembling the hype train, if they even know when it's going out. Because like Night Models did that with the new Batman set. Like, um, hey, this will come out in April. And it wasn't until like what, April 15th, they said, we now know the date. <laughs> you didn't know this date? Like, I think manufacturing and like getting all the little bits together is still a problem. Like, um, now, Games Workshop has a lot of their stuff in house, which makes it easier for them. Um, but you're right. I don't, they probably don't know. Well, their Nachman set, um, have you been able to get any more of those? Uh, I thought that would be good Necromunda terrain. That was that big giant set with the, um, yeah, Satellite I've been able to get a whole bunch of them and they just flew off the shelf because apparently people are really into that. Yeah, so it's not so much Kill, Point 2, Kill Team 2.0. It's all the terrain associated with it. People yes. really want it. <laughs> well, I, I started eyeing that. Um, if it has Kill Team on it, it doesn't sell. But if it says 40K terrain, then it does sell. Well, Kill I've, Team terrain doesn't sell, but 40K terrain does, even if it's the same box. Well, that's um. I was looking at that third kill team box that came out, the one with the um, Eldar pirate people in there and the towel. Yeah. Is mm -hmm. that the one? Um, Not it wouldn't be towel. Um, the Sisters of Battle and towel. That was the Chalnath box, and the third box after that, I didn't care about. Custodies. But the Not custodies. If it's custodies, I'd have thousand suns but they have sector mechanicus terrain so it's like two non-imperial factions fighting on a board filled with sector mechanicus terrain and yeah. i was looking at that terrain i could use that terrain in necromunda so yeah. the only reason i've ever bought any of the kill team 2.0 stuff is for the terrain <laughs> so their terrain play it's become like their box games of yes. like hey want to buy some models surrounded by paper you'll never use <laughs> <laughs> exactly just a way to upcharge, <laughs> but making thinking you're getting it at a discount. Like, oh, yes. look at all the money I'm saving on terrain. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brian. I think we're coming up on our hour here. I'm trying to keep these shorter, so it's tough. Rant, but, you know, we could talk forever. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Brian, any last words before I sign off here? Um, if you're in Albuquerque, shop at Eton. I mean, check us out at least. We're a cool store. I like to think so. Balloon Fiesta. Um, that's one time a year, yeah. yeah. Drop, drop <laughs> your family off at Balloon Fiesta and actually come here and play games. It's a better experience. Somewhat, yeah. <laughs> Candelarias? Screw it. Come here and play games instead. No one cares about your candles in a paper bag. Horrible idea. <laughs> Let's go play that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us at Miniature Wargaming Labs. I'm James. 
I'm Brian. And we'll see you next time.